Welcome back to House Rich, the real estate show, home of the world's best home buying tips. Today we're going to talk about the Knocker Program, Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to bring you the facts on the program. So I know a lot of folks have opinions. A lot of folks have opinions who have actually never been through the program. And so I'm going to bring you the facts to let you formulate your own opinion on the program itself. So have I been through the program? No, I have not. Um, but my experience is based on reading the guidelines and more importantly, talking to multiple folks that have been through the program um, successfully and unsuccessfully. And uh, so my commentary is going to be a little bit based on that. But more importantly, it's going to be based on me reading the guidelines. So the guidelines or the guidelines, your experience may vary. So if you don't know me, who am I? My name is David. I have seven years of experience in the mortgage industry between being a loan officer and the underwriting for traditional finance. So let's jump into it. So I think the big thing folks when here about NACA is one, no credit required, no down payment requirement. That is true. I mean, you can go on NACA's website and see that there's no credit requirements. There's no down payment requirement. Their motto is, hey, if you can pay your rent, you can pay a mortgage. The key thing is you can pay your rent. So it's not like you can miss payments here and there or have like, uh, honestly, you can't have, there's no credit requirement, but you can't really have quote unquote bad credit and, and qualify for the program because that shows you have a a lack of meeting your financial obligations if you're missing a bunch of bills you have a bunch of lates and all that because whether you believe it or not or want to believe it or not like your credit score is a responsible of your is a reflection of your financial responsibility so but uh, yeah there's no credit requirement there's no minimum down payment requirement and so there's no fees there's like no closing costs um more importantly there's no like pmi because you're putting down zero percent you know for if you put down less than twenty percent for traditional loans, you know you're gonna pay a PMI. And um, cool thing too is that it, your interest rate is below the market rate for for the most part. And so we'll get into those requirements a little bit later on why some interest rates may be above market rate and why they may be below. It basically fall into two different categories. So another important thing to know is like NACA is not a lender; they're just a counseling agency. So they prepare you for the home buying process. They do a good job of vetting. Think of them like like a headhunter. Um, they make sure you're good to go. Then they send you to a recruiter, which is one of their um, actual bank lenders. And you go through the program there. And also, just there, there's technically some fee. There's like a $25 annual fee, which kind of goes into a pot, which helps. Once you once you qualify which or get a home, which goes into a pot. And it helps other people. It helps them put on the seminars and stuff that you'll go through in the program. So it's kind of one of those, uh, everybody helps each other going through the program. So let's get into the requirements. So income so i think one thing misconception one of the many big big misconceptions about knock is that it's just for poor people it is not so there are no income like stipulations it's not like hey you make too much money you can't be in the knocker program you can make as much money as you as you want and still be in the the knocker program but they basically basically break it into two categories there's like priority members and non-priority members so if you make more than the area median income you'll be a quote-unquote non-priority member. And what that means is basically you're getting a higher interest rate. So when I talked about earlier about the interest rates being below market value, for the folks that are under the area median income, their interest rates are below market. And then for the folks that are above, their interest rates are a little bit above market. So just kind of FYI on that. One stipulation is that if you're above the area median income, but you're purchasing in a targeted area, which is most likely a low, low to moderate income area, LMI, you qualify as a priority member as well. And then, so let's talk about credit. So once again, they don't require a certain credit score, but they're gonna look at your credit reports. And so like if they see, 
and basically you're missing like you're not paying your rent or something like that. Uh, Sorry, so you're, you're out of luck because literally their motto is if you can pay your rent, you can pay your mortgage. So if you're not paying your rent, eh, you know, what, what are they to expect? I mean, what would anybody expect? It's like, um, hey, let's say uh, you have a history of buying, um, I don't know, apples and you, you miss your apple payment every, I don't know, you miss your apple payment four out of 12 months of the year. Um, if I'm going to sell you Apple and I'm looking at your Apple payment history, like, why would I, you know, <laughs> lend you an Apple? Probably it's a better item there. But why would I lend you an Apple if you haven't made your Apple payments previously? So that's kind of what they look at. It's like, hey, if you haven't paid your rent, why would you pay your mortgage? Um, and so that's kind of how this looked at. And so you have to have like 12 months of rent payments made in order to qualify for the program. So you're thinking, hey, what if I live with my parents so I don't make any rent payments and not charge me rent. And so what they want to see is consistent savings. And so like if you're, you've been saving $2,000 a month because you're not paying rent, okay, 2,000, 2,000, 2,000, 12 months in a row. If you're not paying rent and you have no savings, once again, that's the reflection of you not really most likely being ready for the home buying process because where's where this money going? Like if you're making, I don't know, let's say you're making $5,000 a month after taxes and you're not able, you're only able to save $200, $100, $300. Now that you have a mortgage, like why, why would that change? And so you can tell them that, hey, I, I'm changing my, I'll change my spending habits when you buy a home, but actions speak louder than words. So they want to see that 12 month payment history. So we talk, we, we hear about folks talking about, hey, now it could take so long, so long to qualify for. It's because they don't have that savings history. And so like if you're just starting the program and you have literally no history of savings, it's going to take you 12 months in order to qualify with that 12 months of payment history. Or if you're um, started the program and for whatever reason you miss a rent payment, you got to start back over. You could have had 11 months in a row. 11 is not 12. So you need those 12 months of payment history. So I think when you hear a lot of folks talking about, hey, it takes so long, it's because they don't have that payment history set up. So my advice to you right now, if you're thinking about the Nugget program, you should be paying your bills on time anyways, but make sure you have that history of savings built up because you're going to need 12 months. So once again, they're not evaluating your credit. They're evaluating your responsibility to pay the bills, which is sort of like your, your credit. So let's talk about your debt to income ratio. So there's the front end and back end DTI. So your front end, which is basically just your, your housing ratio, it's the your mortgage payment divided by your income before taxes can be about 33%. Um, and then your back end, which is your future mortgage payment plus your monthly finance debts divided by income for taxes can be up to 40%. In some um, high income areas, it can be like 35 or 43% as um, well as far as that. And so um, loan limits, I'm gonna read this off this uh, note sheet I have over here. And so your loan limits are in line with the, sort of in line with the conforming loan limits. We think about conforming loan limits, think of a conventional loan, but they're a little, they're a few years behind. So as of right now, the limits are for a non high cost living area. You know, high cost living areas are like your LA's, New York, Chicago's, DC's, San Fran's. Um, the loan amounts are $484,350. And for a high cost living area it is $7,000. $726,525 or your um, for your high cost living area. So those are the, the max loan limits that you can have in those areas. And so I'll go quick, quick caveat. So what th that max is important because there's some air or you can actually use the NACA loan for a rehab loan too. So if you're thinking of like doing a rehab loan, the, that the purchase price plus the rehab can't go for those amounts either. Just kind of FYI. 
And so, and obviously, like I said, NACA is 0% down, but you're allowed to put use a down payment as, as well. So there you go. So let's talk about property types. It's kind of your same thing as far as your conventional loan. We're talking about uh, single family, multifamily, mixed use uh, family units as, as well, you know, condos, co-op. So basically everything you can use a conventional loan for, you can do it with the um, NACA program as well. Now, one requirement is, another requirement is you cannot have a home at the time of purchase. So once again, you cannot have your home at the time of purchase. It doesn't matter if you claim it's your investment property, you're going to rent it out, blah, blah, blah. You cannot have a home at the time of purchase. At the time of purchase is key. So you can you can do the NACA program. Then you can go and you know purchase like a rental property. You can do all that to the college home, but just you can't have one at purchase. So just kind of FYI there. And then um, it's a primary residence loan. So you have to live in the property. And so they put actually put a $25,000, um, what's called like a soft second lien on the property as as well um, for that as well. And so you can actually, I mean, you can refinance out the knock along you know, and obviously you can pay it off as well and, and get another property after that. But yeah, you have to be in the, it's a primary residence loan. So how does the process work? Essentially, you go to um, a workshop, like an eight hour um, workshop to kind of get an understanding of the, the process. And then once you do that, you go get with a NACA counselor. And so the counselor is, it's kind of hit or miss, but as I always say, you should care about your um, home buying process more than the counselor does. So the counselor may be uh, dealing with, you know, a hundred, I don't know, dealing with like a hundred people, something like that. And so, but here's the thing, a lot of those people, so I'll tell you this, as, as a loan officer, I may have, I don't know, 20, 30 people in the pipeline. I, I know realistically like only five to 10 of those are actually going to close. And so I'm paid off a commission, so I'm a little bit more aggressive at, you know, kind of maneuvering through those 30. But their 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 job is not to to sell you on the process. Their job is to help you through the process. And so like if you're somebody that needs to be tracked down and, and you know, and called all the time, they're just going to let you go by the wayside. And so you have to be on top of the NACA counselors. You have to stay on them in order to make sure that they're, they're doing their thing. And so episode number five uh, with uh, Andre Haynes, he's one of the people that have uh, been through the NACA program that have interviewed. And so definitely check out his episode about, you know, staying with the NACA counselor because he actually has used the NACA program twice. Um, and so he talks about how he did that. Even though I literally just say you can only do it, uh, you can only have one NACA loan at a time. He actually had, had two, but that's all. Why well, well, just watch that episode and check that out. And so, um, they're going to kind of do the similar things to what your your lender does as far as making sure you have the proper documents. You know, like 30 days of pay stubs, 12 months of bank statements if you're self-employed, um, uh, 90 days of, of bank statements, um, you know, tax returns, proof of income, proof, proof of rent is what they're looking for there. And then after that, you're going to go to actually a NACA workshop, which is like an hour-long um, program you go through there. Um, then after that point, you're going to get with a NACA um Realtor, so you can use their in-house NACA realtor, or you can use your own. Um, uh, my personal opinion is you probably should use an in-house realtor. You know, vet them like you would uh, any realtor, but you want somebody that's familiar with the program. Because once, once again, there's a big negative stipulation about the NACA program, so you want somebody that can really advocate on your behalf and has a success stories that they can tell the other realtor and can um, can can pitch you, can pitch your offer to other um, to the seller, which is the most important thing because. You can make offers all day, but the seller doesn't take your offer. Like, who who cares? Um, then you go through the process. You you find a home. And, um, you know, as with any loan program, let's say you, you gave them your original documents, I don't know, four months ago. When you go through the loan process again, you're going to give them 
the same updated document. So just because you qualify during the initial phase, you have to qualify again once you're under contract because they want to have those refreshed documents, you know, within 30 days, 90 days as far as the bank statements in. That that that's really it. So, you know, is the NACA program good? Is it bad? Like I said, I think it's a great program on paper. You know, there there realistically are some challenges, especially in today's market. Um, you know, the power rankings go cash, you know, cash right here. Um, if you're if you listen to the podcast, I'm at the top of the screen with cash. I'm going down to about a third of the way to conventional. Um, then FHA, I'm going down very to the to the bottom of the screen. And that's FHA conventional FHA, excuse me. Um, NACA, USDA, they're all kind of at the bottom of the of the barrel as far as um, getting your offer accepted. Just to be 100% transparent with you, just because um, sellers, realtors don't want to deal with um, what they call a lot of a lot of red tape and stuff that has to do with the other programs. And as far as financing, just conventional has the least um, has the least has the least red tape. So, um, but hey, if NACA is your only option, it's your only option. Like I said, people are closing NACA loans. Uh, it's not like no one's closing knock alone in, in two years so the housing market went a fire. Folks are closing knock alone. So uh, once again, I think you want to get with somebody that's experienced and, and pitch your uh, offer. Oh, um, another important thing is, as I mentioned, NACA has no down payment requirement, but you can actually put a down payment down on your offer to make your offer look a little bit more you know, more sexy sexy and appealing. So if somebody's hey, looking at maybe a conventional offer 3% down and you're putting a NACA offer 10% down, like you, you have the money to put 10% down, you can put that in the offer letter because guess what? You get that money back at closing. So the 10% you put down at, at closing, you get that you get that right back at the end. So it's kind of like a sleight of hand. It makes it, the offer look better um, to the seller because they're saying, hey, this person has more skin in the game. So um, there you go. That's not a breakdown. If you listen this far, you know, uh, like, subscribe, you know, rate the video. That helps me as well. Uh, give me five stars, not four, three, two, or one. If you think it's a four-star event, just uh, <laughs> don't rate me. But um, hope that helped. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Thanks.